0: hello I love the way you say hello oh
1: (laughs) I thought I would let you chime in there too welcome to our third podcast episode I think maybe I should stop saying the number in case we decide to do these out of order (laughs) but we said we were going to talk about dating this time and so we're going to talk about dating in our 30s after life did not turn out the way we thought and how, what that journey has been
0: like. I feel like if we're really going to talk about dating, okay, we have to not just talk about this year.
1: Oh, oh yeah. We have to talk about 2021, 20, 22. Yeah, chaos chaos oh, eras. Chaos, chaos, chaos eras. So this would be me dating after my divorce because i was with the same person from t- 20 years old to 34 so 14 wait, years so since
0: 2004
1: I, I don't know i can't do math <laughs>
0: what <laughs> you were a sophomore you no I,
1: were... no i was a senior in college
0: wait what Junior. you guys are sophomores
1: i know. Sophomores remember when all the Eric's and Andre and that was sophomore year. Junior year I met and he I met my ex and he was my first boyfriend. So I only had one boyfriend, one serious boyfriend, my first pretty much almost everything, um, throughout my 20s, got married, and then we ended up growing apart. And so then I didn't get to do the crazy dating in my 20s. So I did that <laughs> for the past three years.
0: I can I admit something to you you're gonna be real mad at me okay I've never told you this I got into a huge fight with the with other Sam about you what because he I don't know why Sam I'm Sam B my other friend Sam C shout out to Sam C lovely human being we were talking I was like I could not comprehend how you will have not have slept with anyone else, but your uh, your husband. And I remember, I don't know, I think maybe I was contemplating Sam going with me as my date just because, you know, he's a really good friend. And I was just like, there's no fucking way she's going to, I was so disappointed for you oh. because I was like, there, she needs to try other things before like, why would you only eat vanilla? I know this sounds real bad. This, that sounds terrible because there are a lot of happy relationships where all you need is that one person. But I was in the at that moment, like really sad that you were only trying vanilla ice cream. <laughs> That's my least favorite flavor,
1: by the way. <laughs> but also ice cream, not person. <laughs> um, I remember... When, when i started working there was a, a coworker he said this something similar to me and it made me really mad because i was like you know i love this person i don't need to try anything else like but he sleeping with him is great but it did then stick in my head of like is this the only person you're not going to experience anything not even the the sex part it's just like you're not going to date anybody else so it got in my head and then like maybe a month or two later that was the first time he and i broke up and i think it was partly because people had said it and it got in my head and it was like maybe i do need to try other things and then and then we ended up getting back together and i was like no like he's the one i want all this to say like i i do think there's something to be said about going out and experiencing the buffet that is out there however i mean i i it's not all great i think
0: there's two we're we're going to explain two sides of it though because you can talk to, do you hear these motorcycles outside? You don't have a problem. Okay. There's a lot of, where I live in SF, there's a lot of fun happening, <laughs> but I, you can speak to like, you know, having a college sweetheart, immediately falling in love and getting married and having a wonderful beautiful family but I could also speak to guess what even if you dick around that might not also (laughs) I think it's a crapshoot like it really I think both of us I think the moral of the story is we really need to know who we are because it's not just about numbers it's not me every flavor
1: well and I will say and we'll go into like how the the good bad and ugly of the dating that we've done in the past few years but I will say in all the chaos And in all the stories and all the experiences, the thing, the best thing that has come out of it is each time I've learned more about myself. I've learned more about my worth. I've learned about what I want. I've learned about how I show up and like, what a fucking catch I am. I learned that I'm funny and that I have a lot of stories. And those were things I was really worried about going in. Like, that that nervous feeling you have before a first date where you're just like, oh my gosh, are they going to like me? Am I going to be attractive or witty or whatever? I don't really have, I still have a little bit of nerves, but it's more like, are they going to disappoint me? Because I know I'm going to show up and be charismatic.
0: We, that's so I love that. I love, love, love that for you. But I still go in thinking I have to impress them. Yeah.
1: We, we've talked about this where you're like maybe a year or two behind me in the journey. (laughs) (laughs) We have, we have very different lives and different things that's happened, but weirdly we're on
0: like parallel journeys. And I think you're just, you'll, you'll get there. Wow. I mean, even thinking about the guy I just talked to you about how I saw a LinkedIn photo of him and I was like, how, why was he even in the running? I'm like not even remotely attracted to him, but I felt so insecure. I, anyways, how, that's just so interesting. Sorry. Okay, so we've done dating apps and
1: and that's exhausting because it's a lot, it's like a numbers game. You have to be talking to like 12 different people. Maybe six will respond. Maybe two will say more than Hey. <laughs> and then like maybe one, you'll go on a date and you still probably won't be great. So you are now trying something different.
0: That's interesting. I was gonna say, I find dating apps less exhausting than what we're currently doing, which is I signed up for a matchmaking service because I was like, I have to filter out people way more quickly. And there is something about your gut feeling when you interact with someone, and you know matchmaking that's taken away from you because your matchmakers is putting it all together. And the first dates I've had have been so—I've hor- never been on such horrendous dates until <laughs> this matchmaking service. So I was like, I really—I think what it's doing is forcing me to really articulate what I want. Yeah. Because. Technically, she gave me what I wanted in the first two dates, but they were real terrible.
1: (laughs) So what made them so terrible?
0: I think, I assume I'm a very open person. Like it's not about looks for me. And then I'll, (laughs) I'll I'll say that. I'll say, I'm not really into looks. It's really about personality. They have to be smart. They have to have a good job and, you know, have friends. And that's the bare minimum I've given myself. That's what I fucking explained to my matchmaker. Oh. Guess what? She showed up with that. She's like, oh, you you really chill, girl. And she was like, I love you. Your energy is so like open. And then I went on these dates and like the first guy didn't even have a job. So you know what? <laughs> she he didn't give
1: you everything you asked for.
0: Missed it. Yeah, he didn't have a job. And he was speaking disparagingly about my employer which yeah. is what and the second guy was like angry to be on a date with me it was so wild and what I think is even more wild is I knew I still felt shameful for wasting their time even though they completely completely wasted my time remember i drove out to all the way out to palo alto on a friday night to go on a date with this guy and he was like angry oh and you didn't
1: look at you called me wanting to cancel the entire time yeah but But when
0: i got there i showed up and i will always show up and i can execute but he the minute we sat down the guy's like oh do you want to get do you want um drink menus or do you want food menu and he looked at me he goes oh we're definitely not We food menu and I was like okay we ended up being we still drank for two hours because you know me I can literally talk to anyone yeah I shouldn't have done this with that guy I left going like crying I think I called you crying because I was like what what And these girls were so lame, like bare minimum, couldn't talk, like very unattractive. But I just, I can't even believe I was seen with these people because not only were they not attractive physically, but like their hearts yeah. and personalities were so disappointing. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, you know what? Being alone's okay. <laughs> That's what I thought in those very moments is like this I can't do this this is bad
1: yeah like why? yeah you don't surround yourself with people who make you feel bad and this is the thing like they and you still go in being like I hope that they like me like we always want to go in performing and winning people over and they should be winning us over (laughs) um wait a minute and it's so bad that your matchmaker quit.
0: No, <laughs> oh, she quit for a different reason. <laughs> not because of me. Hopefully, hopefully not because of me. But she did, I, I think she delivered the third date. third date. Well, actually, let it, let us talk about this. We're really skipping ahead because we're talking about current situations. Yeah. I think really a lot of meat is in... The chaos era but I'm just going to close out this part is the last date I had was with a guy who I she delivered on everything like he could have a conversation he liked his family
1: god you have such high standards
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was so sad is I literally marked it's a one to five scale five being the highest I gave him all fives And it says, tell us what you're attractive, what is attractive about him. And I said, he could have a conversation and he asked me questions. (laughs) I mean, this is. No,
1: I'm laughing because I know how rare that is and it's so fucking ridiculous, but it is really rare. And so it's like when you see that, you're like, oh my God, you're Prince Charming.
0: (laughs) I, I think what's the sad part is like, he was an okay guy. Like, I don't even know if he liked me back because I can't, I don't know until my matchmaker tells me. Yeah. So I have another, I have an appointment with a new matchmaker to see if he even liked me. But even with that, he was an okay person. And I still walked away going, God, I hope he likes me. Like, oh, why, what is this? I don't know.
1: This is what makes dating just such a mind fuck. <laughs> We're trying to win over people we don't even really like.
0: Oh, are we supposed to like? This is where I'm getting really confused. Are we supposed to like them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but that's kind of what I'm going
0: for. Well, let me step back. We've both read attachment books. I've
1: read, I've read like three chapters. Okay, go ahead.
0: So in, I think, did we talk about it in this podcast? I don't even know what podcast we talked about it on, but me not finishing books. I have read four attachment books about anxious attachment, which I, which I am. And basically it's like, I'm attracted to people who maybe not attracted to it. I seek, approval of Uh, folks uh and generally they're usually the folks you really don't want to seek approval from because they do everything in their that like possible way like me it's just their personality to to make you feel anxious whether or not it's not responding or not treating you right I'm really not describing this well but anyways this a lot of the anxious attachment books are like yeah you know for you love should start off as not having any feelings or sentiments towards that person like in fact they're more likely to be good for you if you do not feel anxious around them so if it's really boring that could that's good for you so now I'm a little confused I'm like I guess maybe I should lower like I just shouldn't have any feelings like maybe that is meaning I'm gonna have love now
1: yeah, because the anxiousness comes from like the butterflies you think. it's the anxiousness, actually. but okay, this this is also where I get confused because, like, you know, love can grow. And a lot of times it can start as as friendship. and then, like you end up growing to have a deeper connection, and that's when you start to have feelings. So then similar, I'm like when I go on dates, and I'm like, they were okay then i like try to talk i'm like okay go and continue to have because it takes time but excuse me that like even the most recent date i went on he was fine but there was something about him that kept giving me the ick (laughs) and but i was like on paper he's ever he asks me questions (laughs) he says nice things to me so i should continue i should push myself to keep going on dates with him Even though I felt the ick and it's like, this is where I get confused of like, am I self-sabotaging? Do I, am I looking for the impossible? And at the end of the day, it was like, you, you actually helped me when you said your ex-husband was also everything on paper and he wasn't right for you. So it's okay. So I was very happy to cancel that second date with him, but he, (laughs) uh, let me just talk about what gave me the second
0: date. It was only even the second date.
1: I know but even before the first date, because we had a great conversation on the phone and I knew I was being so witty and funny and I knew I charmed him because he was talking about how dating has sucked and no one responds to. So the fact that we were both responding to each other immediately, we're like, this is a unicorn. I had asked him like one of my favorite first date questions or even just questions general is what's your least favorite food? So I think that's just way more interesting. Everyone's favorite food is burritos, sushi and pizza boring tell me what your least favorite food is because that's way more interesting but this guy comes in with the one I'm not eating with you
0: <laughs>
1: yeah and I was like uh, it's cheesy and so then I said okay but really though and he responded with but that that was pretty good right
0: no no <laughs> I wish this was a video show because my facial expression <laughs> is way better than my verbal responses. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes.
1: Wait, it, it was too much. And it wasn't, I need authenticity. I need people who are real. I want the the compliments to come from the heart. Not like a he was like, "I hope your day is as perfect as you are." No, no. he said, "I hope that your day is as amazing as you are, which first of all, you don't even know I know I'm amazing, but you don't know it yet. So that's fake. And also you he, he kept saying, "I hope you have a perfect day, which to me is just such a stupid sentiment. Like there's no such thing as a perfect day. What get out of here
0: <laughs> like, what does, I, I, I okay, if we wanted to be kind and gentle, what does he actually mean by that? Like, I wonder, like, hey, man, what do you think that's conveying? Oh, okay, so
1: then I did, I asked that. I was like, what, what, that's a great question. What is the perfect day for you? And then immediately was like, laying in bed, cuddling with a partner. And I was like, barf, you were just trying to paint a picture or either that or you're like, really desperate for a girlfriend. I clearly am coming from a place of anger right now, which is why I have been off the dating apps because I'm just like, men are so infuriating right now.
0: Girl, yes. Oh man, there's so many times I think that. I don't (laughs) even have to be on a date. I just think that. (laughs) Oh,
1: oh, go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say, well, let's go back a few years to our chaos era where we were having fun going on dates
0: and what that was like with but I also have a problem because I just get coupled up so fast. Well, I mean, the goal
1: is to be in a...
0: it. You know what? Though for me, the people I never really wanted to be in a relationship with the people that I got into relationships with.
1: <laughs> also, but... wait, I need to address it. The goal isn't life. Goal is not to get in a relationship. I just meant the goal of dating, theoretically. Right. So, right. Okay. okay.
0: I mean, I will even think about, like, even with my former Mm fiancé, I don't know why we dated.
1: You met on a plane, which is just so you. And also- Remember our date? It's
0: terrible. We had a terrible date. We, in fact, argued on the first date. That should have been a sign. (laughs) No, it really fucking should have. And then I think about the guy after him, which- Yes, there was chaos, but then I started dating that guy. I didn't like him. Do, do you remember he wanted me to? Be, he wanted me to be exclusive, and I was like, I guess.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but that I, I mean, that one I clearly knew you were jumping into that because it was better than dealing with the pain of your, your breakup. I could see that and what about behind? the
0: third one what about the after after that guy
1: the most recent ex?
0: yeah why did i get in a relationship i mean you
1: you want you want to be in one you wanted to be one i don't know about now
0: that's interesting okay because at the time i didn't yeah because i was having too much fun being <laughs> chaotic and i, I We keep saying chaotic. I don't think anyone understands what that means because I really think we should start with your journey because that's when you flipped the fucking switch, girl. When you (laughs) texted me, you were like, I'm going on a date in Temescal down the street from my old place. Yeah. Like, it's going to be so much fun. And I was like, yeah, text me to make sure you're okay. And then I get a message. Can I even say the message? Yeah. I think you you like immediately messaged me and you were like, I guess I'm going to his house. And then the next message was he put his (laughs) in my mouth. (laughs) What? That escalated so quickly. Like that, Amanda, you went from vanilla ice cream for 20 years to like, I don't even know what ice cream flavor he was. I don't even know.
1: Well, and then- so that was my very
0: first that was the kickoff
1: that was my first one night stand with boy band josh and we call him that because he looked like he was in a boy band he had tattoos he was tall he had the clear blue eyes he would not shut the fuck up he even said i talk a lot he talked non-stop but because he kept he was cute and i just really wanted to experience things and so yeah i went to his house we hooked up and then I left, I went home and then I called up DJ Chris, who I'd oh. been on a date with. And I said, Hey, do you want to come over? Cause in contrast, DJ Chris had been more fun and I wait. wanted to see him.
0: Boy, being Josh was not the first date you went on?
1: No, I went on a date with DJ Chris. And I remember at the end of the date, Dude, I was Chris. Like, wait, what?
0: You didn't like DJ Chris after the first date.
1: I wasn't sure if he liked me. Also, I wasn't sure if I liked him. But we were kind of texting still. And then the comparison, this is why when you were dating multiple people, you kind of compare. And it was like, oh, DJ Chris is actually, I don't know, less annoying than boy band Josh. (laughs) So then I called him up that night and was like, hey, come watch a movie with me. (laughs) And then... Yeah. So I had my first one night stand and then I had in the same night, my first kiss with DJ Chris, who ended up being, I hope he never hears this. He was, he was, he was a wild ride. He was, I, it was his birthday. I offered to take him out for his birthday. He ended up choosing a restaurant where the dinner cost $300. And I was like, is he really going to make me pay this? He did.
0: Oh my God, this is so chaotic
1: also remember it was like he was going to puerto rico or something and he was That's like i'm point. like i need someone to go with me and so for a hot second i i remember texting you being like what if i went with him
0: that was like in one day this all happened in and this again the shocker of this is i'm used to amanda only with one person i think i was still getting over you, you still... oh. other people like i think i was still in shock like as yes it clearly impacted you and your whole family but also like i only knew you as amanda with kelvin i there were we could have spent our 20s i remember even being upset with you because we did have that time period where we were not aligned yeah and I was in DC and I just remember like going to parties and I was just being real, whatever. And we just had such different lifestyles. You thought we weren't going to be friends because we were so different. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking of when you were going into this, starting the date. And like, you literally just flipped a switch to something different. You were like, I'm over old Amanda. And you just started dating guys like, like, I didn't even know who you were talking to because there were so many people. Well, and it was exactly that. It was like,
1: I wanted to be nothing like old Amanda. Everything about her, like thought things through, was really careful, always tried to do the right thing. I wanted to do the opposite of all that. I wanted to make bad decisions. I wanted to just say yes and be spontaneous and not think things through because there was so much freedom in that. When I was going through my divorce, I remember we were doing like at work we were doing a team thing of like where do you want to be in six months and before it was like i knew like what my entire life looked like ahead of me and this was one of the first times it was like i have no idea what my life is going to look like in six months and the freedom i felt from that i was like wait i want more of that and and like it just there was so much more excitement in like i don't know what's going to happen but i'm going to say yes and like it's going to make a great story and it just, I remember life felt more fun and I wanted more fun. I didn't want fine or boring. I wanted fun. And I think, yeah, I just, I was like, it didn't happen in my twenties. So I guess I'm going to go experience it in my not
0: I don't think it was the guys though. Yeah. I think it was about you. It was you just being open. It had nothing to do with these guys.
1: Yeah, it was it was me feeling, it was just saying yes more often and taking a chance on myself and being like, you know what, this might be a bad decision, but I'm gonna do it. And that's like, I think we're so, we always try to avoid bad decisions. I was thinking about this earlier today about how you really wanted to cut your hair and everyone is like, no, don't do it. Or you wanted to like color or permit or color, (laughs) cut it. But but everyone was telling you no. And I'm just like, why is ever why? What's the worst that can happen? It will grow back. Like people are so afraid of making the wrong decision that we box ourselves into staying exactly the same. And I just was over that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can, you turn on a light. It's really getting scary over there. I know. Okay.
1: You, you, you feel the silence while I go turn on the light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk to no one but I guess I'll keep oh thank god she turned on the light people it was she was just like in a dark room (laughs) and I'm looking at nothing and it was very scary but yeah I do think reflecting on this because I don't think we've reflected on our chaos here we knew what was happening in the moment rather that it was chaotic but I don't think we've talked about it yeah well like why it happened or why we were so free and why it was so fun yeah and it was really because or at least for me it was no expectations it was literally like this is not going to impact me in five years this is not going to impact me tomorrow like I was just open to whatever was coming my way
1: yeah, well, so, okay. So I've been dating, I call them seasons. I did Asian bachelorette, and, but like the first season, the first summer, I, like I had no expectations because I always thought like that big love affair, like we would end up together. So for me, while he was figuring his stuff out, this was my summer to just date freely, but I would like, it was not gonna work out. Um, but then the next season, the next summer, I had a little bit more expectation cause I knew that guy wasn't coming back. And so, and then, so it just got a little less fun I think because <laughs> we do have more expectations, but this made me remember we only have 10 minutes but that first summer had organ Bobby. And this was perhaps the, this is like the beauty of saying yes to random things. I was visiting my sister um, in Oregon and I was on Tinder, like, cause why not? I want to see what's up there. And this beautiful man who is a single dad of two messaged to me, we ended up meeting up that day made out furiously a by park. a tree. Yeah. At a park, a bunch of homeless people watching us. <laughs> made out for 20 minutes. And it was like high school where my older sister and I made up an excuse so that way I could leave and not tell my parents I was going to meet up with a strange man. (laughs) Made out. And it was so amazing that I was like, listen, I live in California, but what if in a month we meet up halfway and hang out for a weekend? And he was like, okay. And it was, he was so fun. And I really want to talk about everything that he taught me. Um, I was gonna say, I don't know if I can do in eight minutes, but you know what? I am going to. He just like, he taught me how to let go of that. He's the reason I got a tattoo. I mean, I knew I wanted one, but I was scared. And everyone was similar to the haircut. Everyone was like, are you sure where you want to get it on your ribs? Like, that's the most painful place. Like, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was trying to talk me out of it. And Oregon Bobby was like, what? Do it. Just get it. And he's like, you'll be fine. It's nothing. And it reminded me like, I've been through hard shit. My body has been, been through a while. I've had a needle stuck in my nipple. That's a, that's a different story. <laughs> and so I was like, a tattoo is next. So I have a tattoo because of him. I just, I took mushrooms for the first time. Like he taught me how to let go and to say yes to things. And I love him so much, except we're not together.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, It was the summer of Bobby's because I had my own Bobby, but. Uh, You had a crush on your next door neighbor, Bobby. We've never met
1: Bobby's before. And suddenly we both had Bobby's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to, you know what made them wonderful? And I think this is what you're saying. It wasn't Bobby though. It wasn't Bobby that made you brave. It was none of the pressure of anybody else having expectations of you. Because again, no one wanted me to get a haircut. No one wants me to dye my hair. It's all these voices in our heads. But when you meet a stranger, they have no expectation of you. Yeah, They don't have this vision of what Amanda should be doing. So it's really not having the voices in our heads telling us we can or can't do anything. I mean, yes, the bobbies, they were wonderful in different ways. Because I, I, I'm mean, thinking about the Bobby, like I have so much love for my neighbor who I was like hot neighbor Bobby. Like he, we had so many names for him. And I don't even think he's, I'm sorry, Bobby, if you're listening. I don't even think like he's not my physical type. Yeah. But it was something about him that he didn't judge me because he didn't know me. That. Yeah. I'm, oh that you're
1: right it's that these people saw us for who we were in that moment none of that like oh you used to be like this and that was so much of like my family my ex and my even each other we had a hard time because we saw each other as the old Amanda and Sam right like you very kind and considerate and thoughtful not you know just like spontaneous my parents I, I told my mom that I'm like people call me brave and she literally laughed at me and was like what you're the scared one and so it's just like these people see us saw us for who we were in that moment and that's what we were craving just being us with no prior judgments attached to anything
0: i i really think that's why chaotic era was so fun because we were nothing to anybody
1: yeah i will say though also because the beginning of the dating journey and it was still very much like I hope I hope they like me like I very much felt like my ex I was lucky that he chose me like I was this the reacher and he was the settler <laughs> and so I went in being like I'm not good enough and what so was, up, no what? that's that was my thought it was like if we separate he's gonna be Immediately snatched up, and I'm gonna be alone forever. So I just never thought I could find anybody. And then here's Oregon Bobby with like he literally had a six pack that he would send to me pictures of every single day. He was so good looking, he was kind, he was this hot single dad, he was funny. And I just was like, What is he doing? Like, being interested in me in my head, I'm just like, Ew, I'm gross, I'm disgusting, I'm Asian, and I'm and I don't, I definitely don't have a six pack. So I felt very insecure, but there was something about it. and He and I even kind of talked about a little bit of like, he's interested in me. Mm-hmm. And so the way he sees me, like, I need to see myself that way. And so I just remember we went to a water park and we were standing together and literally these like 12 year old boys across from us were whispering, he has a six pack. And I was like, wow, people were really like look at him like he's a god and here I am in my bikini feeling very self-conscious and I was like let that shit go Amanda because guess what you're here with him if he's looking at other girls whatever like you're the one with him and I don't know it, it started to help me see my worth and realize I need to stop worrying so much about you know being good enough for these people
0: I think that is a journey yeah. I still, like, I don't even, I definitely don't know what that is like yet. <laughs> I don't know. I just have too many self doubts. Yeah. We're working through it. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. Well, we only have three minutes anyway. So, I mean, that, that's just like scratching the surface of our dating journey. I think I'm going to turn back the, on the apps eventually. You're, Maybe still gonna use the
0: matchmaker. I mean, I have to. I prepaid for this.
1: Okay, so more to come on this, but it's really a love story about our self-love, a friend, our friendship, love, yeah, and eventually trying to, <laughs> I don't know, maybe find a life.
0: No, I have no. I don't know. I don't know what the goal. I don't uh, like. I'm not trying to sub- seem like a bitter bitter anything I just don't know if it is in the cart like because I'm so disappointed in folks (laughs) I'm not I'm not saying this to be mean though Amanda like I know there are good people out there I know there are lovely people but yeah I don't know but you know what we
1: need to love ourselves before we go find someone else so you continue to focus on getting yourself in a better place yeah also we're just so grateful for the love we have in our life already and for having each other
0: yeah my my (laughs) truest love be after charlie is samanda
1: yeah samanda um all right thank
0: you for joining us and stay tuned for future podcast uh,
1: episodes about dates and mental health and i think the next one maybe we could talk about friendship we should talk about our friendship
0: i was like uh oh
1: yeah let's do that
0: okay Okay. Bye. bye